joining me, everyone. Um, I want to reflect a little bit more on my thoughts regarding the uh, Michael Cohen testimony yesterday. You're welcome to join the program, by the way, live here. 617-396-4830. I did a, a, a quick talk yesterday in the middle of the testimony. I was on the road at the time, so I did it from the car. But I've um, got a chance to uh, think about it further, to sleep on it a bit. Um, my sense is that um, nothing was said by Michael Cohen that is criminal in nature, that's impeachable, certainly. I mean, certainly uh, Donald Trump has engaged in unethical activities, things that, uh, you know, it doesn't make me feel proud. He's a rather strange guy in many ways. I mean, the business of um, basically paying off hookers, all you know, to, to be silent. I mean, that's not unusual for presidents. We could go into history. I mean, there's been some rather strange activities around that. Maybe it's something to do with a uh, an, an obsession to power that, that drives that kind of... Uh, libido, I suppose. I don't know. I mean, Bill Clinton did it in the White House. I don't think Trump did that. And Bill Clinton was accused of rape and sexual assault. Nothing like that against Trump. Kennedy was, of course, uh, the equivalent of a male whore. And with due respect to the Kennedy family, and they all were. He would have sex with everybody that walked. Lyndon Johnson, apparently, uh, was not that far behind. So, you know, it's these are not good. These don't go. They're not pluses for for President Trump's character. Um, the, the the difference, I suppose, is that um, he didn't do it in the White House. He seems to. I think. You know, this is strictly opinion. I have no way of knowing this, but he seems to have. I think personally, some regret for that. I don't think he's doing it now. If he is, then that's another question. But the point is that these things happened before he was president. They're not relevant to his presidency. There's nothing new there. Uh, this sleazy lawyer, you know, Michael Cohen, who's uh, an inveterate and convicted liar. You know, li he's been he's going to jail for lying to Congress, for lying on his tax forms, for lying um, in, um, in in his bank statements. You know, he's not anyone who should be taken too seriously. Um, now, one of the things that bothers me about the the uh, hearing, and I did have a chance to listen to Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez, is that it seems to me that the Democrats have become so desperate and so obsessed with their hatred for Trump. And really, that's what this is, because believe me, if Trump was someone who was playing ball with the, the internationalist world order liberal agenda, um, they wouldn't be talking about this. But the fact is that they, they're persecuting him and his family for business activities that go back before he was president. Um, and they are business activities that are not illegal, but they might skirt the law. They might be even a little shady at times. You know, inflating your value. I mean, is that illegal? 
It is if you do it in bank statements and knowingly are defrauding a bank. And that could be a problem. I don't think Trump did that. I don't think he's stupid enough to do that. Uh, but I don't doubt that he might have bragged. He seems to be someone, this is another character flaw that I see in President Trump. He seems to have the need to uh, inflate his value at different times. And it's sad because he doesn't need to do that. He already is an incredible success in business, in, in life. I mean, his family, his, he has a level of fame. And now he's the president of the United States. So maybe this is, it's another one of these strange quirks that perhaps is, is part of people who do achieve incredible positions of power and influence. You know, certainly uh, Clinton had this. It's like a kind of a narcissistic screw loose, this need to inflate your importance. He is important. He doesn't need to do that. And I think that he might get in trouble or had gotten in trouble for presenting himself as bigger than he was at any given time. It's also a part of business. Let's face it, that when you're when you're involved in a business deal or even a personal deal at some level, you're going to be presenting and maybe even borderline inflating the good news while de-emphasizing and even avoiding the bad news. You know, this just, I mean, look, it, it, the question is, at what point does something become a lie? And that's, you know, that can be a rather subjective question. You know, there's a term for this in business. It's called marketing. <laughs> it's called branding. You know, when you want to create a public image, you know, if I want to expand this program, for example, I'm going to try to talk about the positives. I'll talk about interesting people I've interviewed. I may not mention other things I've done on the air that are not so wonderful. You know what I mean? It's just part of, it's part of marketing. It's, it's part of what we do in the course of a day. So the question is, did he do it in such a way that would lead to outright fraud? And that's something that Ocasio-Cortez implied in her questions to Michael Cohen. I honestly don't think he did because if he did, it would have been long exposed by now. He's got enemies all over the place, in New York certainly. He's got enemies internationally, nationally, on the left, amongst the, uh, you know, the liberal Republicans. These are people who want to stop him at any cost. I think that if there was anything there it would have been exposed by now. I mean, these are people that want to take him down. You know, they're not waiting. They're going after him with both fists. So I think that in these areas, he's been vetted. And now what it looks like is that they're just trying to persecute him and his family, his daughter, his son-in-law, his other sons. They're, his parents even were brought up. I mean, they're trying to go after everything to do with President Trump. And it looks ugly. It looks like, you know, the kind of stuff that, you know, it gets into like the business of like a show trial. They would not have done this to him if he were liberal. They would not do this to a liberal president. They didn't do it to Obama. And there were plenty of things about Obama that could have been looked at. And, uh, you know, I, I think that it's really unfortunate and unbecoming in, in this country, do we really want to do that to our leaders, both liberal and conservative, Democrat and Republican? It is legitimate and it's fair game to go after people on policy issues. That's something that I'd like to see. 
you know, because they won't win on that, because he's generally on the right side on those issues. Instead, and they're on the wrong side on those issues. I mean, what, is the, what are the Democrats, have, what have they stood for since they retook the, the House? Uh, infanticide, the killing of the born baby during a botched abortion, you know, uh, refitting every house in America so that we can stop global warming, stopping cow farts, stopping airplanes and replacing them with rail. Um, you know, what else? I mean, I, I, you know, raising taxes, of course. I mean, they really, you know, and those are all things that we should be discussing, frankly. And we should discuss President Trump's policies, but they can't. So instead, they're going to persecute him. You have an attorney general in New York who has said on the record that if she's elected, she's going to go after every single person in his family, his business, every dealing he ever had, anyone's ever even known him. That's persecution. That's not, that's not fair. Would they do that at the Clinton Foundation, right? You know, I think it was Ayanna Presley, one of them who brought up issues around the Trump Foundation, which is small potatoes compared to the Clinton Foundation. But they won't do that to the Clinton Foundation, nor would they have had Hillary Clinton been elected. You want to talk about Russia collusion, don't even get me started on that. You notice that barely came up. Other than to point out that President Trump was trying to build a hotel in Moscow. Now, maybe he was working on it a little longer than he should have, while he was running for office, but there's nothing illegal about that. There's also nothing illegal about his paying off these prostitutes out of his own personal funds. It's embarrassing, and it's not a, a display of good character, but it's not illegal. So they're focusing on these, these real irrelevancies, things that it's one thing for a, 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 um, you know, an investigative journalist to get into, or a tabloid, but to, to use the, the time of, of congressional hearings for this is really pretty sad. And uh, so I don't think that Michael Cohen had much to, to offer. Uh, you know, he's off to prison in May, and I hope he serves his full term. I mean, he says he's going to make money, or he didn't deny that he'll make money coming out. I hate the thought that people would give him money for, for his story. But, you know, he intends to do that. Probably do it with relish. He wants revenge. It bothered me, as I said yesterday, and this is how I'll end it, that to me the, the biggest proof that he is a fraud and that he's not to be taken seriously is his claim that President Trump has something against black people, which is a damn lie. That's a play to the hardcore, you know, identity left that, that, that holds this as an article of faith. And uh, that, uh, that certainly was reinforced by Ayanna Presley, my congresswoman, who I'm very ashamed had to bring this up and say, oh, he's got something against black people. Really? What have they ever done for black people? I mean, what did Obama ever do for black people? Highest unemployment in, in history, right? The left, what did they do? They, they, they offered two things, abortion and welfare. President Trump is actually trying to address the genuine racism and the economic inequality that this country has dealt with, as every country deals with to an extent, because it's natural, by engaging in America first policies that increase opportunity in this country, that create employment, 
and advancement and more capital. So, you know, we need to stand up and, and put that to the lie and point out to where the real racists are, people who focus on people because of their race. And this Tashida Tlaib, I mean, oh my God. First of all, she appears to me to not be a woman of color. She looks like she's white. You know, I mean, who decides who's a person of color anyway? You know, I mean, I, I could say that I'm a person of color because I'm a Jew. I mean, I'm not as white as, as an Irishman or as a Swede. You know, I mean, who gets to decide this anyway, really? What is this? What do they think they are? You know, the race police, Tlaib and, and, um, and Ocasio-Cortez and Ayanna Presley, my congresswoman. It's really a disgrace. And, and the whole idea that they and Michael Cohen would be talking about this in a congressional hearing, that he has something against black people, which is a lie, of course. But even if it were true, which it's not, are these crimes... As someone to be impeached for being prejudiced, because if they are, then I'll say goodbye to Tlaib with her Jew-hating attitudes and Omar, um, Elon Omar with her anti-Semitic tweets, right? They'd have to be gone. But we have a free country. People have a right to that. Unfortunately, we should challenge it vigorously, but we should respect people's rights to their opinions, however uh, unpopular and maybe loathsome and wrong those opinions might be. That's a, a, a mark of freedom. Not having a, a, a hearing in Congress, we accuse people of being prejudiced, when, especially when it is untrue. Anyway, those are my reflections on uh, day two of absorbing and, and uh, thinking about the, uh, the Michael Cohen testimony. And thanks for watching, everyone.